hope you had the chance to listen to Dr. Paul Nolting's podcast, episode number 58, that I did last week on the differences between high school and college math. Those differences are huge. Dr. Nolting is going to follow up with a second podcast on math and learning disabilities. So I thought between the two episodes, I would go back into my previous episode number 12 that I did on math. I used to talk to college students about math struggles. When college students would come to me, realistically, it is one of the most difficult classes that students will take in college. And as a parent of a high school student getting ready for college, these are some techniques that could be used during high school so that when they get into college and they're ready to go to college, they have already mastered these approaches. So they're very effective and I think worth repeating. So today we're going to revisit strategies in math. Welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 12, Eight Valuable Math Strategies for Success by Mickey Hayes. Preparing to be a successful math student starts even before you walk through that door. The first strategy is a before class preview. Take a look at the syllabus, check to see what chapters and information is being covered that day, and then go to your textbook and see just what information in those chapters is going to be covered in class. Look at the chapter headings, the sample problems, any terminology that's going to be covered, and any definitions that are explained in that chapter. Just don't walk into that classroom cold and not have any idea what the professor is going to be teaching about that day. So always preview your upcoming work before you get to class. The second strategy deals with taking notes. Once class begins, most math professors use the board to write down whatever information they want you to know. This is where notes and good set of notes become critical. If you can take good notes and you don't have a problem with that, then keep up with everything and make sure that you have written down everything that the professor has put on the board. If that is a struggle for you because of your disability, Talk to the disability specialist and see if you can get assigned a note taker for that class. In the meantime, if you don't have a note taker or you can't get a note taker, at least look at that board and take pictures from your phone. Before you leave class, take about five minutes to review the information that the professor just shared. Fix anything that is wrong. Fix any mistakes or anything that's missing. Ask the professor if you have any questions or check with a classmate to see if that person can help you figure out where you went wrong copying the information. Once you get home, use those camera pics and print them out and use those as a guide for doing your homework. Math strategy number three is to help you take advantage of answer keys. Did you know that there's a way to get more bang for your buck with the answer keys in the back of the book? Generally, professors assign homework and the answers are in the back of the book, some of the answers. Most of the time, the professors will assign the opposite questions of the ones that are shown in the back of the book. Most textbook answer keys have just the answer. Some of them have a long explanation and they have the problems worked out. Those are never assigned as the homework problems for sure. They're like twin problems. The problems that are worked out in the textbook have a twin next to it that isn't worked out. So the even problem might have everything worked out and explained and the odd problems may not have that. They may just have answers or they may have nothing. But you should know the way the answers in the back of your math book are set up. They're set up as a guide for you. When you have a problem that's worked out in the back of the book and it's just like the one that has been assigned, 
Use that problem as a guide. Attempt to duplicate the steps in the unassigned problem with the steps you need to do in the assigned problem. So the third strategy is about making proper use of your answer key in the back of the book. The fourth strategy is about framing your problem with white space. Be sure to leave yourself enough white space around each problem. What happens in many cases is the problems end up getting too crammed together and it becomes very difficult to distinguish one problem from another. So if you're going to learn from those problems, you need to be able to see that problem separated from everything else. So leave enough of a border, enough of a space around each of those problems on your math homework and make it easy on your professor that way too if they're looking at it. Think about this logically. If you are mushing everything together so it's difficult to read, it's going to impact your grade. So you want to make it as easy to read and figure out as possible. Now where the fourth strategy dealt with white space, the fifth strategy deals with color. When you're studying or using those problems as guides to study, use color coding. Uh, color code the positive and negative signs or the parentheses or switch colors in the various steps if that helps. Figure out some way to separate out the parts of it that tend to run together so that visually you look at a problem and you automatically see the stages or steps in the problem. The sixth strategy is one of my favorites and probably one of the most effective strategies any student can do. Use a whiteboard at home. Get yourself a whiteboard, they're not overly expensive, and hang it up on your wall and actually work the problems on your whiteboard first. And then once you're satisfied with the way you've done the problem and you know it's correct, then copy that information down on your paper. So you're standing there, you're physically standing up, you're working at the board, you're talking through the problem, you're saying it out loud as you're doing it, you're stepping back and analyzing it, trying to figure out where you're going wrong or where you're going right. Solve your own problems there, and then once you figure out the mistake and you make it correct, then you can sit down and put it on your paper. And you'll find that's huge in helping you not only get it correct, but it will help you to learn and remember. Because when you're in that test, you will literally Remember the act of working out that type of problem in your room, on your whiteboard. You'll have that tactile memory of it, and you'll be able to retrieve that memory at your test. The seventh active strategy goes along with the whiteboard, and that's the point I just made about talking through the problem out loud. Be able to explain it to someone else. Teach your dog if you need to. Teach your cat if you need to. They love it when you talk to them. By talking it out loud, you are reinforcing the information and the steps in the process. As I said in another podcast, it's been my experience and the experience of of the students I've helped. If you don't have solid knowledge of the topic and you sit there in a test and try to retrieve it, it's like smoke. You can almost see it in your memory, but you can't grab onto it. And that's because you didn't study out loud. If you study quietly to yourself, you have a much harder time retrieving that information in general. So if you study out loud, when you get to that test, you will actually remember the action of saying the information out loud. You add that out loud to a whiteboard that you're practicing the problem on, and you're doubling your chances of retrieving the information during a test. So saying the information out loud is one of the best things that you could do to really ensure that you understand the material and understand it well. 
The eighth and final math strategy today is to review your mistakes. Whether those mistakes are on your tests or in your homework, you must check out the errors. After your test or homework is finished and you get it back, review all the mistakes if it's possible. And if you can't do that, maybe set some time aside with the professor during office hours and ask the professor to go over and explain the mistakes with you. That will help. You've got to learn from the mistakes because you have to find out just what kind of errors you are making. Are you making careless errors? Are you making computational errors? Did you not even understand the concept of what you were being taught? Where is the mistake? You need to figure that out so that you can sharpen that skill the next time you take a test. Hopefully some of these techniques that I suggested today will begin to make a difference in how much you absorb and understand and can repeat the math information that you've learned. Be able to repeat it out loud. I hope you found this section helpful today. Thank you for joining me. If you have any questions, my email is mickeyteaches at gmail.com, M-I-C-K-I-E teaches at gmail.com. Have a great day, and we'll talk again soon. Bye. The information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal educational or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.